Chapter 7 of A Problem in Modern Ethics by John Addington Simons. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. Chapter 7 Literature Polemical. Part 4 In the eyes of Ulrichs, society is engaged in sitting on a safety valve which if nature were allowed to operate unhindered would do society no harm but rather good the majority he thinks are not going to become earnings for the simple reason that they have not the unhappy constitution of the earning cease to persecute earnings accept them as inconsiderable yet real factors in the social commonwealth leave them to themselves and you will not be the worse for it and will also not carry on your conscience the burden of intolerant vindictiveness substantiating this position ulrichs demonstrates that acquired habits of sexual inversion are almost invariably thrown off by normal natures your boys at public schools he says behave as though they were earnings in the lack of women at the time when their passions are predominant they yield themselves up together to mutual indulgences which would bring your laws down with terrible effect upon adults you are aware of this you send your sons to eton and to harrow and you know very well what goes on there yet you remain untroubled in your minds and why because you feel convinced that they will return to their congenital instincts when the school the barrack the prison the ship has been abandoned the male reverts to the female this is the truth about dionings the large majority of men and women remain normal simply because they were made normal they cannot find the satisfaction of their nature in those inverted practices to which they yielded for a time through want of normal outlet society risks little by the occasional caprice of the school the barrack the prison and the ship some genuine earnings may indeed discover their inborn inclination by means of the process to which you subject them but you are quite right in supposing that a dioning though you have forced him to become for a time an uraniaster will never in the long run appear as an earning the extensive experience which english people possess regarding such matters owing to the notorious condition of their public schools goes to confirm ulrich's position headmasters know how many uraniasters they have dealt with what excellent dionings they become and how comparatively rare and yet how incorrigibly steadfast are the genuine earnings in their flock the upshot of this matter is that we are continually forcing our young men into conditions under which if sexual inversion were an acquired attribute it would become stereotyped in their natures yet it does not do so 
provisionally because they are shut off from girls because they find no other outlet for their sex at the moment of its most imperious claims they turn toward males and treat their younger schoolfellows in ways which would consign an adult to penal servitude they are uraniasters by necessity and faute de mieux but no sooner are they let loose upon the world than the majority revert to normal channels they pick up women in the streets and form connections as the phrase goes some undoubtedly in this fiery furnace through which they have been passed discover their inborn sexual inversion then when they cannot resist the ply of their proclivity you condemn them as criminals in their later years is that just would it not be better to revert from our civilization to the manners of the savage man to initiate youths into the mysteries of sex and to give each in his turn the chance of developing a normal instinct by putting him during his time of puberty freely and frankly to the female if you abhor earnings as you surely do you are at least responsible for their mishap by the extraordinary way in which you bring them up at all events when they develop into the eccentric beings which they are you are the last people in the world who have any right to punish them with legal penalties and social obloquy considering the present state of the law in most countries to be inequitable towards a respectable minority of citizens ulrichs proposes that earnings should be placed upon the same footing as other men that is to say sexual relations between males and males should not be treated as criminal unless they be attended with violence as in the case of rape or be carried on in such a way as to offend the public sense of decency in places of general resort or on the open street or thirdly be entertained between an adult and a boy under age the protected age to be decided as in the case of girls what he demands is that when an adult male freely and of his own consent complies with the proposals of an adult person of his own sex and their intercourse takes place with due regard for public decency neither party shall be liable to prosecution and punishment at law in fact he would be satisfied with the same conditions as those prevalent in france and since june eighteen eighty nine in italy if so much were conceded by the majority of normal people to the abnormal minority continues ulrichs an immense amount of misery and furtive vice would be at once abolished and it is difficult to conceive what evil results would follow a defender of the present laws of england prussia etc might indeed reply this is opening a free way to the seduction and corruption of young men 
but young men are surely at least as capable of defending themselves against seduction and corruption as young women are nay they are far more able not merely because they are stronger but because they are not usually weakened by an overpowering sexual instinct on which the seducer plays yet the seduction and corruption of young women is tolerated in spite of the attendant consequences of illegitimate childbirth and all which that involves this toleration of the seduction of women by men springs from the assumption that only the normal sexual appetite is natural the seduction of a man by a male passes for criminal because the inverted sexual instinct is regarded as unnatural depraved and wilfully perverse on the hypothesis that individuals subject to perverted instincts can suppress them at pleasure or convert them into normal appetite it is argued that they must be punished but when the real facts come to be studied it will be found first that these instincts are inborn in earnings and are therefore in their case natural secondly that the suppression of them is tantamount to lifelong abstinence under the constant torture of sexual solicitation thirdly that the conversion of them into normal channels is in a large percentage of cases totally impossible in nearly all where it has been attempted is only partially successful and where marriage ensues has generally ended in misery for both parties ulrichs it will be noticed does not distinguish between urnings in whom the inversion is admitted to be congenital and uraniasters in whom it has been acquired or deliberately adopted and it would be very difficult to frame laws which should take cognizance of these two classes the code napoleon legalizes the position of both theoretically at any rate the english code treats both as criminal doing thereby it must be admitted marked injustice to recognized earnings who at the worst are morbid or insane or sexually deformed through no fault of their own in the present state of things adds ulrichs the men who yield their bodies to abnormal lovers do not merely do so out of compliance sympathy or the desire for reasonable reward too often they speculate upon the illegality of the connection and have their main object in the extortion of money by threats of exposure thus the very basest of all trades that of chantage is encouraged by the law alter the law and instead of increasing vice you will diminish it for a man who should then meet the advances of an earning would do so out of compliance or as is the case with female prostitutes upon the expectation of a reasonable gain the temptation to ply a disgraceful profession with the object of extorting money would be removed moreover as regards individuals alike abnormally constituted 
voluntary and mutually satisfying relations free from degrading risks and possibly permanent might be formed between responsible agents finally if it be feared that the removal of legal disabilities would turn the whole male population into earnings consider whether london is now so much purer in this respect than paris one serious objection to recognizing and tolerating sexual inversion has always been that it tends to check the population this was a sound political and social argument in the time of moses when a small and militant tribe needed to multiply to the full extent of its procreative capacity it is by no means so valid in our age when the habitable portions of the globe are rapidly becoming overcrowded moreover we must bear in mind that society under the existing order sanctions female prostitution whereby men and women the normally procreative are sterilized to an indefinite extent logic in these circumstances renders it inequitable and ridiculous to deny a sterile exercise of sex to abnormal men and women who are by instinct and congenital diathesis non-procreative as the result of these considerations ulrichs concludes that there is no real ground for the persecution of earnings except as may be found in the repugnance by the vast numerical majority for an insignificant minority the majority encourages matrimony condones seduction sanctions prostitution legalizes divorce in the interests of its own sexual proclivities it makes temporary or permanent unions illegal for the minority whose inversion of instinct it abhors and this persecution in the popular mind at any rate is justified like many other inequitable acts of prejudice or ignorance by theological assumptions and the so-called mandates of revelation in the next place it is objected that inverse sexuality is demoralizing to the manhood of a nation that it degrades the dignity of a man and that it is incapable of moral elevation each of these points may be taken separately they are all of them at once and together contradicted by the history of ancient greece there the most warlike sections of the race the dorians of crete and sparta and the thebans organized the love of male for male because of the social and military advantages they found in it their annals abound in eminent instances of heroic enthusiasm patriotic devotion and high living inspired by homosexual passion the fighting peoples of the world celts in ancient story normans turks afghans albanians tartars have been distinguished by the frequency among them of what popular prejudice regards as an effeminate vice 
End of chapter 7, part 4. Recording by Martin Giessen in Hazelmere, Surrey.